0: What?
1: shepherd to guide you and lead you. Well, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 6 and 7 is where we're going to start as we continue talking about our agreements. Probably do two or three more sermons on this idea of agreements. Uh, The idea of agreements is that uh, you face issues every day and you have to decide Uh, What's true and what's not true and who you're going to agree with Um, God is feeding you truth each day and you have to decide am I going to believe God's truth And uh, obey and act and speak like God's truth Satan's going to give you lies They're often formed in the uh, idea of temptation The idea of coasting and the idea of not being intentional about your spiritual life And uh, he wants you to agree with him and say yeah I I think that really is kind of better for me To kind of go that direction today and to live and speak and act like what he says is true so today look into hebrews chapter 11 verses 6 and 7 as we talk about a uh, agreement in reference to our comfort zones but without faith it is impossible to please him for the person who comes to god must believe that he that god is and that god is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him by faith noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. So let me ask you a question as we get started. When's the last time you get outside your comfort zone? It's a word we use a lot. Uh, by the way, author Ray uh, Bennett, Roy Bennett, you, you defined the comfort zone this way. The comfort zone is a psychological state In which one feels, everybody say the word feels, because that's the key that we're going to look at today. It feels familiar, safe, at ease, and secure. And watch this, he says, you never really change your life until you step out of your comfort zone. Change, now change for us as Christians means spiritual growth. Change means becoming more like Jesus. Change means uh, developing our relationship with God more. And so he says change begins at the end of your comfort zone. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt supposedly said, do something every day that scares you. Uh, As I was researching this uh, uh, message for this week, I found out that probably wasn't Eleanor Roosevelt that said that. It was actually a a writer for the Chicago Tribune, as best we can say, uh, figure out, that actually said that. But, uh, but no slam on Eleanor, she had a really good quote. This is what Eleanor actually said, do something intentionally uncomfortable. Do something intentionally uncomfortable. So I was reading, I couldn't find the book. I was reading a book or an article sometime a year or two ago, was around New Year's sometime. And it was talking about this idea of growth and change and developing. And it gave, uh, it said you ought to uh, try, and it gave a challenge to do something outside of your comfort zone every week. And he gave some examples, this wasn't a Christian thing, he gave some examples, and I, I, I can remember a couple, so I just added a couple of my own. So here's some examples for you, these are non-Christian, these are just examples of getting outside your comfort zone. Um, uh, one is to ask a random stranger to take a selfie with you, feel a little bit outside your comfort zone, right? Another, supposing you're able, okay, now know some of you say, well I can't do it, but supposing you're able uh, to drop down, do 20 push-ups at the front of Walmart, right there around the checkup line. Just do 20 push-ups, okay? Uh, Another one is dress up for Halloween in a really outlandish costume next year. And not stay at home, go out. (laughs) Go out, see your friends and stuff in this outlandish costume for Halloween next year. Another one is to stand in public with a big sign that says free hugs and wait till you get at least five. Just station yourself out there in front of a store, free hugs. Another one says... Go to uh, another one, Walmart. I use Walmart because I don't. I can't think of any other kind of public, much-traveled place. But go to the front of Walmart and sing Amazing Grace real loud. Sing Amazing Grace real loud. So let's play a game, all right? So, so These games are a whole lot. Y'all do really good usually, and so uh, I appreciate that. The games are a whole lot more fun if everybody plays along. You who are watching the Facebook Live, y'all play along. So let's talk about comfort zones, and I want to ask you to kind of be honest with us this morning. How many of you... Um, if that was your weekly growth suggestion, this—and it's not—but if this was your weekly growth suggestion, and you were able to, would actually go to Walmart and do 20 push-ups at the, front of, at the front of the store? How many of you would do that? All right, we got we got some guys here, Gary. Okay, we got a few guys. Okay, how many of you would go to the front of Walmart and sing "Amazing Grace" real loud? Raise your hands up real high. Garrett would. Okay, you do. Okay, we got a few. Got a few. Got a few. How many of you would go to a random stranger and ask to take a selfie? Raise your hand up real high. All right, we got. Okay, hopes, hopes in, all right. One, one last one. How many of you would stand in front of Walmart with a sign that said free hugs? Oh, wow. wow, that surprised me. A lot of y'all would do that. Okay. Now, change it up a little bit. How many of you, if you could, would do the 20 push-ups if you were given $100? Raise your hand real high, real high, $100. Okay, keep your hands up, $500. Keep your hands up, keep your hands up. $5,000, Eric, <laughs> Eric's doing 5000 yeah I'm saying you can, you have the physical ability, $5,000, $15,000, <laughs> $15,000, hands up, $100,000, raise your hands up real high, wow, some of, y- some of y'all are not going to do it for 50- $150,000, 20 push-ups, raise your hands, everybody, Wow! Look around. All right. So here's the sing "Amazing Grace" in front of Walmart. How many of you do that? Raise your hand up real high. If you'll sing "Amazing Grace," all right. We'll put five hundred dollars on the table. How many of you do it? Five hundred dollars. Thousand. Keep your hands up. Five thousand. Fifty thousand. Really. A hundred thousand dollars. Raise your hand up real high. Some of y'all are not gonna do it for a hundred thousand dollars. A million dollars. Raise your hand up real high million dollars wow look at look around people don't have their hand up in there Or a million dollars you wouldn't sing amazing grace <laughs> in front of Walmart all right one last <laughs> do I need to do any more of them <laughs> all right dress up in like a crazy Halloween costume go out around people you don't know how many of y'all do that just for fun all right just for fun all right thousand dollars ten thousand dollars I'm serious, $10,000, just walk around, okay, $50,000, right, roll, rolling in, $50,000, $100,000, all right, well, look at the back of the church, man, Roseanne, not $50,000 for a Halloween costume, a million dollars, raise your hand up real high, million dollars, Dave, you got your hand up back there, Dave doesn't have the hand up, all right, all right. Of uh, uh, Scott, no, nine million dollars. No, there you go. <laughs> he, put his, he put his hand down. All right. Okay. So here's what I here's the point behind that. The key to getting out of your comfort zone is not screwing up your courage and trying to get out of your comfort zone. Has to be worth it. Has to be worth it. When's the last time you left your comfort zone to obey God? You see. A lot of us stay inside of our comfort zone in certain areas of our life. For many of you, you know, maybe a million dollars isn't worth the embarrassment of doing push-ups at Walmart. I'll do yours for you if that ever comes around, all right? Uh, I'll do that. I'll do the hugs. I'll do any of that kind of stuff. I'll do all that for you uh, if that ever comes around. But here's the thing. Will you do something that you believe God wants you to do? That's the key here. We're not talking about silly stuff anymore. That was just for fun. That's just kind of play around a little bit. But would you do something that God wanted you to do if it meant getting outside of your comfort zone? Because here's the thing, you're pretty sure, you don't have to be 100% sure, you're pretty sure it will absolutely please him. Look at Hebrews 11:6. 6. But without faith, it is, everybody say, impossible. It is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, for a Jesus follower, this is huge. For a Jesus follower, this is absolutely huge. What it's saying here, faith means you've got to step outside your comfort zone a little bit, right? And it says if you're not willing to do that, it's impossible to please God. Not you can please God a little bit, not that he's kind of okay with it, but he says there, it's impossible to please God. And what we're going to see in Hebrews 11, there's the truth. What we're going to look at is that the rest of Hebrews 11 does not give an essay on faith, doesn't give a discussion on faith, doesn't give definitions on faith. You get one in Hebrews 11, 1, and it's a little convoluted. Really what it shows is a person who has faith acts like this doesn't give definition, it gives actions. If you believe God and you want to please God, then you do things like this. And, and it gives you some examples. Let me just throw a few examples out from Hebrews chapter 11. It says, by faith, Noah. What did Noah do? Everybody holler out real loud. All right, he built an ark. By faith, Abraham left where he was and went where he didn't know, right? Went on a trip, he didn't know where he was going. Abraham also gave up Isaac Whenever he was uh, tested by God, that's faith. That's, that's outside your comfort zone. By faith, Moses' parents hid him when it was illegal to do so. By faith, Moses confronted the most powerful man in the world and said, you got to let go some of this free labor you've got. God's team, you got to let them go, you got to let them leave. It's, it's a way, 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 way outside of his comfort zone. By faith, they challenged their comfort zone because they believed that it pleased God. God. Something I noticed this last week, we've been studying Acts on Wednesday night. It's interesting that that book is not called the intentions of the apostles. It's not called the beliefs of the apostles. It's not called the wishes of the apostles. It is called the what? Acts. They actually did something and much of it was gonna be outside their comfort zone. So I'm gonna say three things about uh, making agreements with our comfort zone because when it comes to our comfort zone, our agreements with our comfort zone is something like this. I like it in my comfort zone. I feel safe and secure in my comfort zone. That's an agreement. Another agreement, I'm going to live safe as possible. Take as few risks as possible. Another one is, uh, is this. I am not going to take a chance on loving somebody because they're different from me and I don't know how it's going to work out. Those are the agreements that we're going to make. I'm going to stay here and not risk, not take a chance, not do something where I might look silly, I might look ridiculous, I might be embarrassed. Those are agreements with the enemy. Now the agreement we want to make this morning with God is I want to please God enough that I'll leave my comfort zone when I think He wants me to and it will please Him. I am going to lay the comfort zone on the altar, and I hadn't thought about this just now, but that might be a really good decision that many of us need to make at the end of this sermon this morning. I'm going to lay my comfort zone on the altar, surrender it to God, and determine that I'm going to seek to please Him more than I'm going to try to live safe. So let's talk about three things. I'm going to talk about uh, cautions about the comfort zone. I'm going to talk about the calling out of the comfort zone. And then how God commends us when we do. First of all, let's look at the cautions about our comfort zone. The comfort zones are are, are attractive to us because they're comfortable. They feel safe. They feel secure. Um, But here's the thing. What Francis Chan said, God doesn't call us to be comfortable. He calls us to trust him so completely that we are unafraid to put ourselves in situations or I would change Francis's quote and I would say even though we're afraid we still do it that, that makes more sense to me we're unafraid to put ourselves in situations where we will be in trouble if he doesn't come through now remember without faith it's impossible to please God and so our first example was Noah and these really the only one we're going to dig into look at what this bible says in Hebrews eleven seven. by faith Noah divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world, and became heir of righteousness which is according to faith, and so God called Noah to build an ark, huge boat, 510 feet long, that's a big boat with no nail guns and no power saws and no kind of uh, electricity or anything like that. Um, it was 50 feet high. It had a, the storage capacity of about 415, 18 wheelers, 450, 18. So huge building endeavor. And don't you know, it was definitely outside of Noah's comfort zone. Don't you know that Noah felt weird about it? Don't you know when people ask him what he was doing, Ah, well, you know, Funny you bring that up. Don't you know Noah uh, probably was laughed at? A lot of our fears are things like, what will people say about me? Don't you know they said crazy things about Noah? Don't you know they they made fun of him probably? Uh, They certainly didn't believe him because nobody helped and nobody else got on the boat with him. Okay, And so Noah he, he had to deal with all that and it probably was hard in a lot of ways for him to leave his comfort zone. Some people think, and this may be true, we can't be adamant about it, but it may not have rained till then. In Genesis 2, 6, the Bible says that God uh, watered the Garden of Eden with a mist. Some people uh, translate that word streams. It could be translated either way. That's before the fall. And so after Adam and Eve sinned, we don't know if that continued. or. If it, but there had never been a worldwide flood for sure. It's possible that it never even rained, but surely, surely nothing like this. And so Noah's really way, way, way outside his comfort zone. But here's the thing. What would have happened if he stayed in his comfort zone? This is what I want to talk to you about, the cautions of the comfort zone. It feels safe. It feels secure. It is not. It is not. In fact, in a life, if it's something God's calling you to do, to stay in your comfort zone is more dangerous than leaving it is. And I think that's something Satan tries to blind us to. Oh, no, 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 you don't want to, to do something that's uncomfortable. You don't want to do something that's a little bit scary. You don't want to do something that might cost you a little bit. What might happen? But turn it on its ear. What might happen if you don't? If Noah stays in his comfort zone for many, many years, things go really, really well for him. And then he drowns and all of his family. And see, to leave our comfort zones sometimes means sharing our faith with somebody. Sometimes it means praying with our family. Sometimes it means having Bible time with our family. And we may not be used to that. It may feel uncomfortable. Maybe we feel a little bit insecure about our amount of Bible knowledge. We don't want our... You know, our sixth grader may know more about the Bible than we do. We don't want to get showed up. But what if you stay in it and never do that? That's way more dangerous than getting outside of your comfort zone. You see, it's the illusion. It's the illusion of safety that Satan lures us into this with. And we think, watch this, we think if we stay in our comfort zone, we're, we're just, you know, we're not being a super Christian, but we're okay. But let me tell you something, I, and I have to deal with this. It's hard for me to deal with. If God tells me God nudges me and I really think this is what God wants me to do and I don't see that's a sin the Bible says in James four seventeen, to him that know what to do right doesn't do it, it's sin some of the biggest regrets of my life have been times I didn't leave my comfort zone what if I had spoken up What if I had went there? What if I had gave that? What if I had reached out? What if I had served there? What if I had uh, anonymously paid for somebody's meal? What if I had invited somebody to church? What kind of life will I live if I stay in my comfort zone, a life where I arrive safely at death? And I don't think that's the life that we want to do. Here's the other thing. As you step out, of, you make a habit of stepping out of your comfort zone, it enlarges. And things that God wants you to do actually become in your comfort zone. I was listening to guys that being interviewed. Their dad and, uh, and mom were farmers for many, many years. And uh, they were talking to him about their dad. And said, what stands out to you about your dad? His dad has passed away uh, uh, now. And his dad's a farmer now. Grew up in Wisconsin as, or Minnesota as a farmer. And he said, the thing that stood out about my dad, he said, if you were around my dad, For more than two minutes, and he had not talked to you about God, it was weird. (laughs) He said, "If you were around my dad for two minutes or more, uh, he was going to ask you about the Lord." Now, that had to be outside his comfort zone at some point, right? But probably by the time this young man got to be 15 years old and he hears his dad talk to everybody he meets about the Lord, probably that's kind of got inside his comfort zone now. And now, so you can, by by setting a heart to say, I'm going to obey, you can actually enlarge your comfort zone. Second thing I want you to see is the calling out of your comfort zone. The calling out of your comfort zone. God calls us to leave it. He promises to go with us. He promises it's going to be worth it because it pleases Him. Not because of some result that you see, but because it pleases Him. And so God is calling all of us to obey Him. Some of us, different things will be a little bit outside of our comfort zones. But it's going to be good for you. Leaving your comfort zone in just a secular way it, it, it's good for your brain, especially those of you who are 50 and older. Your brain still has neuroplasticity, uh, which means it can still change and you get locked into certain. Well, you need to do things different sometimes. It helps your brain, okay? It's just like a lot of people think that doing a, these brain puzzles online uh, helps their brain. And it does for a while, but then you got to change it up to a different one. Because you get locked in, you, you just do crossword puzzles all the time, then your brain figures that out. You need to do a different kind of, so you got to do something different. It's good for your brain. It's good for you socially. It's good for you psychologically. It's just good for you. But it's good for you spiritually. That's what we want to talk about. It's good for you as a Christian, as Jesus followers. These people in Hebrews chapter 11 serve as example of people who step outside their comfort zones, please God, because they believe God wants them to just going to Walmart doing push-ups, okay, you may know that dirty floor, that may not be a great idea anyway, right, you're not just doing something to embarrass yourself, you're doing something for Jesus, and the key, as I said a while ago, if you want something bad enough, you're willing to leave your comfort zone, the day I met Laura, uh, I, I, you know, I'm an introverted person, I'm fairly shy. I have to kind of work my courage up to do things that are unusual for me a lot of times or either pray about it real hard. But the day I met Laura um, I thought, well man, this lady really loves Jesus and she's pretty to boot. (laughs) And I thought I should probably ask her out. I met her on a Tuesday. I waited until 5 o'clock that evening to call her up. (laughs) Because she got off of work at 5. And uh, because what? It wasn't because I enjoy calling up people I don't know and talking to. Them. I don't enjoy that. But she was worth it. <laughs> Lord, that looks worth it right there. That sounds worth it right there. I, that will get me out of my comfort zone for sure. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. It doesn't always have great earthly results. We do this because God says so. Hebrews eleven thirty four. 34. Some quench the fury of the flame, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Escape the edge of the sword whose weakness was turned to strength, who became powerful in battle, routed armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Somebody say, amen. I went in on that team. This other team doesn't sound as fun. There were others who were tortured, refusing to be released, that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and chains and imprisonment, put to death by stoning, sawed in two, killed by the sword. What about sheepskins, goatskins, destitute, persecuted, mistreated because they were a Jesus follower? Because they were obeying God? You say, that doesn't sound worth it. Ask them today. <laughs> Ask them today. Ask the generation of people they lived in today and they'll say the million times worth it, okay? Following God eternally is always going to be worth it. And so what we want to do this week in our comfort zones, the specific challenge I want to try to, to try to encourage you with is to try to work Jesus into the conversation. That's one of the big places we need to leave our comfort zones. We've been talking about Acts on Wednesday nights. So That's one of the things as we looked at Paul in Athens and he's trying to connect with the people of Athens about the Lord. He doesn't start with a Bible verse. He starts with with, uh, just some general things. He quotes some of their poets. And he's trying to build a a relationship with these guys where they can relate to him. And that's something I want to challenge you to think about this week. How can you bring Jesus into the conversation? Somebody talks about inflation. Yeah, man, prices are going high. I'm just depending on God to be my provider. Man, that war in Ukraine is horrible, isn't it? It is horrible. People really need Jesus. They're rotten, sinful at their core, and it's always going to be that way until Jesus reigns in every heart. You think, all these gun shootings, what in the world? I know, wouldn't it be awesome if we did what Jesus said and loved God and loved our, loved our neighbors ourselves? So here's your weekly growth suggestion. Do something that you believe God wants you to do that's outside your comfort zone. Do something you believe God wants you. It's outside your comfort zone. See how many times this week. This is your weekly growth suggestion. See how many times this week you can work this phrase into a conversation. That reminds me of Jesus. That re- Just be on the lookout. Be on the listen to say, yeah, that reminds me of Jesus. Everybody say, that reminds me of Jesus. Yeah. One of our teenagers already gets advanced credit for this course. Um, One of our teenagers was at the FFA convention this last week, and uh, he sent a text to a bunch of us, and the text read, I'm sitting in an FFA convention, and the speaker is talking about what would happen if FFA members said, yes, and, in other words, yes to what the challenge is, and I'm going to do this. What if they said, yes, and, but what would happen if we said, yes, and to God, when he Hey, see how you tied it in? That's, that's your weekly growth suggestion to you how many times you can work that into a conversation. So we looked at the cautions of the comfort zone. We looked at the calling. Last of all, the commendation. Let's look at, at, at the fact that it pleases God. Hebrews 11, 6 again. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. That's why we choose to leave the company. That's why we choose to do things that make us nervous. By the way, being nervous and being excited are almost the same feeling. Really, really close. You're nervous when you have that feeling and you're afraid of something. You're excited when you have almost the same feeling, but you're looking forward to it. And so nervous and excited are really, really close. And so here's some things to think about. Connecting a conversation to Jesus. It may be for you singing a special. Maybe given a testimony. Think about it. I've been challenging you to give a one-word testimony. What would be the downside of that? What would be the downside if for the next 20 weeks somebody stood up and gave a one-word testimony? Just because you thought God, you just, you didn't really feel a special nudge. You just thought it might be helpful to the church. BBS, our biggest outreach ministry of the whole year. Hey, you might do something a little bit uncomfortable this year. Not just the same old thing. Serving in church. Reaching out to someone different from you. Saying something encouraging to someone just because it sounds like something Jesus would have us do. So let me close with a video that I've shown you before. It's been a long time since I've shown this video, but it came to my mind, and many of you probably never seen it. As a Christian, you are acceptable to God in Jesus. You don't have to do anything else to be acceptable to God. But now, God is either pleased or displeased by the way we live our life. Our actions do matter. The well done that we get at the end of of our life does matter. The rewards we get is dependent upon our actions. Okay, Our grace covers our sins. Grace enables us to please God by our actions and getting that well done from Him. So, the Francis Chan, as I said, some of you have seen this before. If you haven't watched this, I apologize to those of you on Facebook Live. Hopefully you can hear the story, he's on a balance beam. Okay, watch this, if you will.
2: Off the team, whatever, you know, just, there's just so much instability, so much that we don't understand, that, that we don't know. For me, growing up, it was, uh, a lot of you guys know, my mom died giving birth to me, and my dad remarried, then my stepmom died in a car accident when I was nine. Then my dad got married again. Then my dad died of cancer when I was 12. And so I'm in junior high, my mom's dead, my stepmom's dead, my dad's dead. The only close relatives I had were my, my aunt, uncle, George and Sandra. And then when I was in high school, they got in a fight and my uncle George shot and killed my aunt and then stuck the gun to his own head, killed himself. So I'm 16 years old and this is life to me, going, man, what's next? Everything seems to be falling apart and we get a little worried. We get a little scared. And this is what Christians do. You know, they try to serve God, but then things get a little rocky. And things get a little unstable. And so we go, okay, that was nuts. I don't, I don't want to live like that. Let me, uh, let me hold on. And this is your routine. This is what so many people do. They go, you know what? I'm not going to try anything crazy. I'm just going to sit here and uh, I'm just going to hold on and... Uh, This is what you look like. You just go, uh, this is what people do. You know what, I'm just going to have my nice little family. We're just going to, you know, we're just going to keep to ourselves. We're going to live in a gated community. I'm going to homeschool my kids, make them wear helmets everywhere. I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to let them outside because sun has bad rays. I'm going to, you know, just on and on and on. And you just live your life in the safety of, I don't want to do anything crazy for God, I just... I just want to, you know, go to church on Sundays and maybe give like 2% um, and uh, maybe serve, help the nursery because I feel guilty. And then you do this your whole life and then you you go, your greatest prayer is like, God, you know what? I would love to die in my sleep and not even feel it and then just go up to heaven. And so you want to die like this, just in your sleep, right in the middle of a dream, good dream, the dream you're going to heaven and you don't even feel it, and then suddenly you wake up, you stand before the judge, and you go, now, if, uh, could you imagine, could you imagine watching the Olympics, you know? And some girl does that, just gets up there, starts straddling the thing, and then steps off and goes... What is the judge supposed to do on the card? You see, and to me, I go, man, that's the routine that so many Christians are headed for. That's the routine, the boring, I do nothing crazy because I don't want to fall. that's the routine that they're gonna live and then one day it's gonna be a shock because they're gonna step off that balance beam and realize they're standing before the judge they're standing before the judge and you think he's gonna look at that routine and go wow well done well done you live the safest life possible you didn't slip you didn't fall See, that's not the life that God's called us to. That's where the majority will head. But I don't want to go where the majority goes.
1: He's with heads bowed and eyes closed. She's standing with heads bowed and eyes closed. Lisa comes to the piano to play. I'm going to pray. Maybe you need to come lay a comfort zone on the altar today. Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe you need to be saved. Maybe you need to make a fresh surrender of your life to Jesus. Would you ask him, what's he nudging you to do? What's the direction? Is there an area of obedience that you have just been pushing aside because it makes you a little nervous? Father, I do pray this morning. I pray, Father, that we would lay our comfort zones on the altar, that we would get real with you this morning. And, Father, we would live a life by faith, things that we believe you're calling us to that please you. Lord, I pray this morning that our desire to please you would be so much bigger and so much greater than what we call our comfort zones. With heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, Lisa plays softly.